don't take no mess at the rose garden. Jesus, they're on fire. They're what we desire. The men in black can handle it. Other teams can scrabble it. How they win that game today. There's just one thing you can say. Giving us, if not like new stuff to talk about, at least a new way of talking about the same stuff that we've been talking about all summer. Because the Athletic just dropped their annual Blazers fan survey, which you know it doesn't really cover a lot of new ground. It's all you know, it's the Dame stuff, it's the ownership stuff, it's the roster stuff, it's all the same stuff we've talked about. But I thought the results of this thing, which was twelve questions. And I, I, I don't, I, I don't think it says in here how many people respond. Uh, it says sixteen hundred people responded to it, so that's a pretty decent sample size of people that read the Athletic and are, you know, follow the Blazers on the Athletic. But mm-hmm. I thought some of the results were kind of interesting, and you and I were texting about it yesterday, and we, we both kind of thought it was interesting. Yeah, it's um, I thought, you know, here's the thing: it's weird because like. I was interested in the survey. I was interested to see what the results would be. But then like I went through question by question and there were a couple of them, Sean, that I think we'll get to where I was kind of like, I don't know. It, it, I don't want to say they were extremes by any stretch, but like it kind of felt like, well, you either got to do this or you got to do this. And some of them I was kind of like, is there a middle ground here? Like, you mean just the way the questions were phrased? Yeah, just a little bit of that. Um, I think it's a decent sample size. I'm not really surprised and it. I kind of lined up. I just took it just to be honest about how I felt about the situation. And, you know, I think a lot of the results were like, I'd read a question. I go, I know what the, what the winner of this one's going to be. Like they were fairly obvious. <laughs> the ownership me. one in particular was the one where you're just like, yeah, I know exactly how that one's going to go. Yeah. The minute but... you put like, who do you blame the most or who do you dislike the most? Like that's an easy slam. Yeah. Dunk so, yeah. So we're just going to go through these in order and, I'm not going to read what Jason wrote because I don't want to just like steal his content in sure. that way, but we're going to go through the, you know, the, the questions and I'm going to just kind of break down like what the results were on the voting. And then we can just kind of give our own thoughts on just kind of the question and the, you know, where, where kind of we land on this stuff. And I, like I said, this is not stuff that we haven't talked about all summer, but it's kind of a new way of framing this stuff and kind of breaking it down. So I thought this would be kind of fun to do. Yeah, I'm all in. Let's let's fire it up, man. So question number one. How should Joe Cronin handle Damian Lillard's trade request? And the way that the three choices were in the survey were trade him to Miami. Lillard has earned the right to dictate his next team, and that got thirteen and a half percent of votes. Get the best offer, prioritize the team ahead of Lillard, and that got eighty point four percent of votes. And then Keep him and see if he reports to camp. He signed a contract, make him honor it, and that got whatever the remaining, like, it doesn't say a number here because it's, like, too small of a sliver, but it's, like, whatever the remaining, like, 7% or whatever is. So pretty overwhelming majority of people who voted for this said, get the best offer no matter what it is. Yeah, I mean, Sean, I this is kind of one of them, right? Right out from the gate. I'm like, isn't the, the last possible answer of he um, you know honor the contract bring him into camp mm-hmm. like unless that's an indication of you're you're trying to really keep him i don't know how you don't just vote for the middle one because the middle one is basically part of that last possible answer right it's right get, get the best deal possible like, yeah, he's under contract for four more years of course you 
don't panic as if he's like a free agent this coming season. You sit back and you remain patient. I, I would love to actually ask the 13%. Like, so you just, you take the worst Miami deal. Are we talking about the best Miami deal? And then also like how many times in life do you really believe the athlete who, by the way, chose to sign an extension a summer ago? Now, was he misled? Maybe. Maybe he was. But... We're going to get to that in one of the later questions on this thing. Right. But I just, like, why would you vote for just send him to Miami? He's earned it. I'd, I'd actually like a real explanation in that uh, of that one of why people voted that way. Well, there are some Twitter novels and super long tweets, I think, that kind of go into that perspective that have been out there recently, I guess, is sort of what I've, you know, if you want that perspective, I guess that's something that's been out there. But uh, yeah, I would say I kind of would land. And it's always kind of weird to talk about, you know, give an opinion about this as a beat writer, just because like, you know, I have no A, like, I'm not a fan. So I don't like, you know, I'm not the, like the target audience for this survey. But I also, right. I don't have any influence over this. So it's like, it's not like I can say, oh, I think they should do this. And that's going to change the way they actually handle this. I kind of land in this, you know, in the the eighty percent also in yeah, it's the GM's job to get the best offer that they they can get, and you know, or you, you know, you you can't just say, oh well, you know, he wants to go to Miami, they need to just do right by him, no matter what they get back. That's to me, that's just as irresponsible as trading the third pick for somebody who wasn't a needle mover would have been. Which again, we'll get to that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure is. I, I just, you know, you got to be responsible here. I think Cronin, what is it? It's August 31st as we record. I mean, Sean, yeah. it's going to be September. Camp's going to open in a few weeks. Like, it, they didn't get the needle-moving deal, and he didn't succumb to that pressure. He's, you know, probably more than willing to bring him in, and it's going to be really weird when we do a media day and he's involved, and they're, like, kind of spotlighting, hey, Dame's still here, and then, like, also Scoot and Ant and – there's going to be a weird energy with that. But um, yeah, I think that kind of speaks to the results of the survey, right? It's they're not willing to just break and give into the trade. It's wait until we get something or things that we, that we like and we covet. Yeah. And I think the other thing is like, if you're, if you're the GM, you have one chance to make this trade or you have one, you know, if you get this trade wrong, if you take, you know, a worse offer or you don't get the most you can get, you know, that's going to say that might be your career as an executive, but then that's also going to set the franchise back a long time. If you it, like, so you can't just, you know, it's, it's, it's a, like, I, I, I understand why the deal is not done on August 31st, because you got, you got, you like, if you're Joe Cronin, you you can't, you don't, you don't want to rush into it. Yeah, no, that's, that's not something you want to do. Cause I mean, look, the guy, and we'll, I know we'll get to some of these questions, but like the guy is already under, uh, uh, <laughs> a huge amount of pressure and criticism and ridicule. And mm -hmm. I think the last thing he wants to do for the summer is uh, go out with, Oh, I gave Dame up for uh, peanuts. I got almost nothing back of note. And so, you know, sit, sit tight. Daryl Morey's done this before the other general managers have done this before. Uh, just sit back and, and wait for somebody else to get more desperate. I think that's kind of what they're, planning on happening if they end up taking it into the season so let's move on here question number two this is the one that i think got the most attention and this is also one of the ones where i'm sure you know when you looked at it you're like hey the phrasing on this is kind of interesting the question is 
has Damian Lillard's trade request changed your opinion of him? And the, uh, the, you know, the, the breakdown of the results were 62.6% said no change in your opinion of Dame because of the trade request. 31.5% said like him less. And then there was a small sliver without, you know, it's, these, these other two are small enough that, you know, it's like less than 10% for each of these. Like him more because of the trade request and no longer a fan of his because of the trade request. Now, this is the one I've already seen. Like, as soon as the survey came out, like, I saw, like, the NBA Central and all those, like, aggregator accounts being like, 31% of Blazer fans like Dame less because he requested a trade. Like, that's that's an easy one to just look at and just kind of and say, yeah, well, wow, wow, the whole city is turning on him because of, like, like that That was, like, as soon as I saw the results of that one, I was just like, okay, I know that this is the one that's going to, you know, get the attention and get blown up. <laughs> well, what is what is fan short for, Sean? Fanatic. Yeah. And you get people who are passionate and they want their team to end up on the best side of this situation. They don't want the situation in general. Like in the moment of the survey, did you side with the team and kind of tell yourself, yeah, I don't like Dame as much. He, he went public. Like, well, anytime anybody's going to go with a trade, they're going to go public. You uh-huh. should thank your lucky stars. He doesn't have a James Harden fat suit or He's not going to sit here and bash him. He could have said something in a recent interview, but he was warned by the league, so he stayed away. I mean, I, I've, I've been fo- following this through the summer has been interesting because, like, it's been so hot and, and you know, contentious, and then it cools down and you don't talk about it for a month, and then it's back in the headlines because he does an interview because he's got a camp coming up. And what's fascinating to me is, like, I don't – I answered this as I don't it, it unchanged, right? Like an athlete asking for a trade and having a destination in mind. That's not unique to this situation. I've almost just laughed at it though. It's not a change in how I feel about a, a player or who he is as a representative of the organization. I think it's just funny because I think it's kind of a symbolism of somebody tripping on themselves. He's never done this. I don't think he wants to do this. And so the fact that it's been so sloppy and, handled the way it's been handled and they've been warned by the league and he talks about it, but he don't talk about it. And then he posts about it on social media, but he won't kind of acknowledge it. I just, I'm not really surprised. I mean, this is what happens when you make somebody do something they don't necessarily want to do. And so the fact that it's been the way that it's been, it's, it could be way messier and it's not, but even the mess is like, I just laugh at it because I don't think he wants to do this. He's unfamiliar with what to do and how to do it. And here we are still waiting for him to be moved. So I, I voted with the unchanged. I, you know, Dame's still awesome. He was great for the team. And who can honestly fault a dude at this point, given everything that they said they were going to do versus what they're currently doing? Yeah, and I mean, I'll, I'll say this. I have, you know, a lot of people in my life who are big Blazer fans. I have not actually, you know, you know, there will be people, you know, Twitter, you know, bots where you, you don't even know if it's like a real person because they're, profile pick is like not a real you know it's like not their face like those accounts you're gonna see saying you know kind of wild stuff about this whole thing but nobody in my life that i have actually talked to has really an issue with him requesting a trade or doesn't understand why he requested a trade like it's pretty easy to understand he wanted to play his whole career here but he wanted them to be you know competing for a championship and making moves that are like win now and more on his timeline. And since they've started going in an opposite direction, he wants to go somewhere else where it's a little bit more aligned with his goals. I think everybody involved kind of understands that. Let me ask you this. You're a 
daily sports talk radio host. You get a lot of calls. You get a lot of text messages on the text line. You know, I'm sure you have because, you know, you're on the radio, which has a little different level of visibility than maybe what I do, which is more of like a, a, on the writing side. Uh, you probably have a lot more people like talking to you about this just kind of day to day when they see you or they, you know, recognize you from the radio or whatever. Do you run into a lot of people who say that they like like Dane less because he requested a trade? Uh, no. In fact, I, I <laughs> what's funny that you ask that is I just went recently to a, a, a lake trip. And it's funny because, like, I've bumped into nothing but people who, Sean, are still telling themselves this can work if he stays. Like, <laughs> I, I, it's been the opposite. It's been, no, 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 no. What if we do Scoot, Ant, Dame, figure out the three, figure out, or the four, five, excuse me, not the three, but the four, five, and Jeremy at the four, and who, maybe right. Keith Nurk, or I've, I've, I've encountered the complete opposite. I, I just, you know, I, I think this, what's interesting to me is, is from the Dame is wrong side, I guess, of people. Well, again, I don't subscribe to it. What I would really genuinely want to ask, and I, I, I have a feeling like, you know, his agent and his close friends and family would defend it in a certain way and say, you know, it wasn't what it was made to be. I would also kind of follow up and be like, when you're a half a billion dollar entity, which he is, like, Part of industry and media and business is you kind of have to guess right. Like Jeff Bezos, I don't think, opened up a bookstore in his garage under the assumption that he was going to be the biggest company to exist and give everybody all their groceries and clothes and everything. Right. But timing and et cetera leads to it. He really genuinely signed an extension, a four-year extension at that. And whether they said, we're going to build around you and we're going to make a trade, it's still on him to evaluate the scenarios and the situations and say, what's logical? I'm going to get a multi-all-star partner and they're going to do what they say, or they'll get me a Jeremy Grant and we'll fill the pieces and maybe we will win. I, I think, you know, it's why I don't feel bad for him. It's like, one, he's highly compensated, but two, you got, you got to be honest with yourself and no matter what they said to him, and I don't think it's right if they misled him, Sean, I, I just, you got to look at the situation. Everybody knew a year ago that this team wasn't going to be amazing. And there didn't seem to be um, at that point, I think a move that was going to put them in a title contending window. So like, I love the loyalty, but also don't sign a four-year contract and you're not in the situation. Like you got to evaluate the landscape and, Unfortunately for both the team and him, he decided to do this a little too late. And I think when you're talking about having to guess right, I think his, 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 uh, I don't want to say him necessarily because like none of this has ever come from him on the record. Like he, the only interview he's done since this whole thing started was the Mark Spears one where he didn't comment on the situation. But the way that his agent, Aaron Goodwin, has played this, I think his people also didn't guess right about how this was going to land publicly. I think they all thought that, and I've written this before, I think they all thought that because Stephen A. Smith has been on first take for five years talking about, like, begging him to request a trade, that once he did, everybody would just be on his side no matter what. But what they've kind of run into a lot is people who aren't, you know, who don't have a vested interest in him going to Miami being like, 
dude, you can't just pick one team that has nothing good to trade and like 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 they like I think I think I think they they also kind of misjudged how that was going to land publicly. Which, Sean, how long have you been covering basketball now? How many years? Are we ten talking? years. But that's pretty wild assumption, right? Like, no matter how how beloved you are, and look, this dude can walk around downtown Portland or Laco or wherever. Not a soul is saying a negative thing. They want a picture. They want an autograph. They tell right. him thanks for everything. They're rooting for him. That's the that's the real landscape. The internet is not the real landscape. I think of the fandom in this city. I would agree. That with being that. said, how could you have that evaluation? It is always going to be team first, no matter what. I mean, it, this goes tail as old as time in baseball, football, basketball. It doesn't matter the sport, man. They're always going to want root for the laundry, not the name. Now they'll like some of the names. They'll root for some of the names to have success and be happy, but like. Of course they were always going to side with the team. No matter what the team did or did not do, people were always largely going to side with the team because Dame will retire one day or Dame moves on to a trade and they have they can't just keep rooting for Dame. Like, eventually Dame's not playing, right? So, like, this is their livelihoods as fans. I, that's just I'm talking a, about outside of Portland, though. Like, I think Dame th- or Dame's agent or whoever thought that like the entire media world and like the entire like sports, you know, online social media world was automatically going to side with him. And that's and, just, yeah, that's wild to me. Yeah. I just, so that, that's, that's interesting what you bring up about guessing, right? So let's like question number three, this is getting a little bit away from the Dame stuff, even though it still touches on him. The third question is who is the greatest blazer of all time? And there are three choices <laughs> and Dame still gets, over 50% of the vote, 51.9% said Damian Lillard. 26.4% said Clyde Drexler. 21.6% said Bill Walton. Yeah. I I don't know about you. I found that an interesting part of this whole saga too, right? The random week, two weeks where it appeared that some of the national guys were openly asking, oh, he's really the the, the greatest blazer of all time. I don't think so. And like, right. I know one of the, Bill one of the ones was, was big on that, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think we were mixing two different things in that conversation, by the way. Like, best player is not greatest player for franchise history, right? Like, right. Pete LeBron is the greatest player Miami will probably ever have, but D. Wade's the greatest player in their franchise's history. That's a no-brainer. Yeah, I would agree. It, it's symbolism of emotion mixed with skill and, and, and elevating team, and obviously Clyde is the best player uh, you can make an argument for Bill Walton, but his career was so short because of that foot injury that, like, it's 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 easy to project. It's not a concrete thing to talk about. So, like, sure, is the power ranking different in terms of overall player? Yes. But what he meant to a community, what he still means to the community, choosing to live here, uh, he's not going to go to the Hall of Fame as a Houston Rocket, even though he played most of his career in Portland the way one did. I, I, I still think this is the same Franchise answer. all-time me. leading score, that's not yeah. nothing. Yeah, right. He owns record after record after record. And we saw the incompetence run, right? We saw the incompetence by multiple general managers. He never had a title contending team. All the credit to those 90s Blazers. But um, yeah, I still think it's day. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just a question of like, what are you, you know, judging it on? Highest peak, I think, is Walton. Just yes, just for those like two or three years when he was healthy before everything fell apart. I think the Drexler thing is 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 interesting, you know, when you talk about like he had a what, 12-year run here and then, you know, got them to two finals which Dame has never done, but then, 
you know, when you talk about all the other stuff, again, besides, like, the franchise records, but then also the, you know, being the guy that's not, you know, didn't leave on bad terms, which, by the way, I still don't think they're going to end up leaving on bad terms. I know this stuff is kind of weird right now, but if they do end up trading him, I don't think it's going to be, like... I don't think they're. I don't think that the Blazers' relationship with Dame after he retires is going to be as bad as it was with Walton or with Drexler. No matter how this shakes out, that's just that's just my own thought on the situation. So it's like, do you want to factor that stuff into it? I mean, it's it's all like these guys all also like played in different eras, so it's kind of hard to compare them. It's just like when people do the like the who's the greatest ever, LeBron or Jordan thing or Kareem or it's like or who Magic Bird or whoever. It's like. Well, they all played in different eras, so like you can't really like compare them across eras and say this is the definitive best ever. Right? Yeah, I, you always have best era. I mean, if you want to do that, you can, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, th- I I tend to think that you're right, and and I, the relationship part is important. I there doesn't seem to be. We always think these public spats or disagreements or trade situations. I think it's natural because if we experience something similar, I think it'd be different. But it's natural to kind of place anger and hatred and put all these emotions in and go yeah he hates them and they hate him and then like we did this with Harden in Philly and then we saw him at a white party and he's partying with the 76ers owner it's like this stuff is never as contentious as the Twitter headlines make it seem right I I I just over the over the last couple of months on my site I did a couple of different stories one was how the media covered Bill Walton's trade request how the media I loved that by the way I thought that was a smart idea by you I did those I went back and read like old Oregonians and old you know articles from different newspapers and magazines from when those were going on the stuff that those players said on the record about the teams and the stuff that the team said on the record about the players were way worse than anything not just with the Dame thing but worse than any like the Daryl Morey calling James Harden a liar that's or or James Harden calling Daryl Morey a liar rather that's like nothing compared to some of the stuff that like Bill Walton said about the Blazers organization during (laughs) that whole thing like this stuff is like everything seems like this is like as hot as hot as it's ever been because of social media and just because there was like less of that stuff out there in the 70s or the 90s but this stuff has happened for decades like all across the league